Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, we're talking with a man whose family name is synonymous with outdoor cooking in Australia. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 122 of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast. And tonight I'm super excited. We have some outdoor cooking royalty in the confessional with us here tonight. But before we get to that, I'm going to just do a few announcements and uh, just run them by before we get started. So as you know, the past few weeks, we've been calling out for businesses to partner with, with here in the podcast, and that's going really well. We're going to be launching that program really soon. So if you have been thinking about jumping on board, get in contact with me really quickly, ben at smokinghotconfessions.com, because we're filling up the, the next couple of weeks super quick. Uh, the next announcement is that this app is brought to you by Meat and Fire Media Services. They have a current uh, course that they're running, brand building through social media marketing, and if you use the code word podcast at checkout, you'll save 100 bucks off that course. So check that out, meatandfiremediaservices.com. That's a brand building through social media marketing course. Use the code word podcast at checkout, $100 off the course. All right, so now today's episode, we're talking to a bloke whose product is synonymous with the Aussie outdoor lifestyle. He has a family history rich in outdoor cooking. Of course, we're talking to Anthony Shepard from Ozpig. So without further ado, let's get him in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Alrighty, Anthony Shepard, mate. Welcome to the uh, Barbecue Podcast. Welcome to Smoking Hot Confessions. How are you today? Good, thanks, Ben. Yourself? Mate, pretty good, pretty good. It's been a flat-out day, but I'm happy to be able to sit back and talk about barbecue and share a beer with you. Uh, that's it, mate. That's what it's about at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, there we go. Me too. Alrighty, so uh, let's kick things off, mate. What was the last thing that you barbecued? Uh, it was on the weekend. We were down at the markets here locally and we found a local lamb supplier. I think we did some kofta and some lamb uh, skewers over the charcoal. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now you're on the Sunshine Coast. Who was the local lamb supplier on the Sunshine Coast? Um, uh, Sunshine Coast... Oh, it's called Sunshine Coast Farm, I'm pretty sure, up in Noosa. Well, that's pretty easy to remember then. Yeah. <laughs> and how was that lamb? Fantastic. Uh, really good. Local producer, something that we, um, you know, try and support our local guys. So it was good to find. It was a new market for us. So uh, stumbled upon it and uh, the family were wrapped with it, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, it's quite interesting because the Sunshine Coast isn't really sort of somewhere you associate as a as a lamb ranching area. No, you wouldn't. Uh, hard to find normally, and uh, good uh, supplies and meat up here, uh, few and far between. I think it's uh, something for us. It's rare to stumble upon, so it was really good to find. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. It sounds amazing. Lamb coft is one of my favourites. It's so good. Yeah, they've done a good job. All pre-made, which was nice, and um, lamb was marinated. So it was a good feed, really good feed, to be honest. Family loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, you are the the owner of the Ozpig brand, so I'm assuming that the Ozpig is what you've got sitting on your back deck? 
Yes. Yeah. Ozpig, we've got a couple of different models on the back deck. We've got the uh, standard one, which you can see behind me there. Uh, we also have the uh, the big pig as well and the smoker attachment sitting on top of it. So you get a bit of variety out of it and uh, good for cooking and, and keeping warm in winter. So it's been really nice the last few months. Yeah, I, I love mine. It's such a good bit of gear. Yeah, no, thanks heaps for getting behind it. It's been uh, great seeing you out there cooking on there and uh, doing the cooking demos uh, for Townsville. That was uh, really great to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a couple for the Sunshine Coast this weekend as well. Ah, would have loved to have been there. Uh, I, mate, family I, calls. There it was your hometown. I was looking forward to catching up for a beer. Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, uh, 20-year-old nieces in uh, Brisbane needed moving and uh, uncle with the van's got to go and do the job. Mate, I, I remember back to when I was 20 and I, and, and I was going to uni and I feel sorry for my dad because I must have moved house every three to six months. <laughs> I reckon every time the lease was up, they just kicked us out and moved us on. So my my poor dad, he must have moved me about eight eight or nine times. Yeah, no, they've been good. It's only every uh, 12 months or so, so <laughs> not so full on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's family. So you get in and do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Now, speaking of family, Ozpig is, of course, a family-owned business. So tell us about how about how Ozpig started. Okay, uh, yeah, it was uh, created by my mother and father 14 years ago. Uh, first launched at the 06 Gimpy Muster. Um, designed while they were in retirement. They'd uh, just sold up. They owned uh, coffee shops and cafes uh, growing up so food was always a, a big part of of what we did and uh, they sold up and uh, went traveling around the countryside and um, found I think they were on the Murray River for a couple of months and uh, couldn't light a fire anywhere uh, so the old man sort of created the original pig uh, back then to you know give you the ability to have a fire in a, in a safe contained environment um, and, you know, with our cooking background, it had to be versatile. It had to do a little bit of everything. Mm. Uh, so we sort of come up with a open door, open top design for a, for a wood-fired stove, like our interpretation of what we thought a wood-fired stove was all about. and had to be economical on wood. Um, and then, like I said, versatility in cooking was um, was key. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's interesting that it's got that uh, that that really round design down in the in the main belly of the of the Oz pig there. Why why did they go for a for a round design? Well, as you know, you can see it was a gas bottle originally, so uh, that's where the first concept came from. And you know we've played with a million different shapes and sizes, squares. I'm a boily by trade, so you know we've tried to reimagine the pig many times over the years, but that press shape uh, that the cylinder has, it just has the structural integrity that can just take a beating. So you can <laughs> heat it up and cool it down for years on end. And it doesn't buckle, it doesn't twist, it doesn't warp. So, you know, that's why we stayed with it. And uh, as we've developed, you know, we've, we've kept that cylinder idea throughout all our products. Um, you know, we like the shape, we like the design and um, strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. So 
what was it like in those in those early years? I mean, that, that's only 04, so that that wouldn't have been your your childhood years. Um, but but do you have a lot of like uh, like childhood camping memories? Were you guys always a camping family? Yeah, we were. Uh, my folks grew up in Mount Isa, uh, so it's a big camping back in the fifties and and sixties and stuff like that. So uh, they they're out back and and that's what they did. And um, you know, the old man was that. Uh, jack of all trades uh you know master of none can do a bit of everything you know what i mean and and uh was never satisfied with just sitting still so you know when they got on the road we all wondered what was going to happen and uh <laughs> you know, <laughs> here it is uh you know 14 odd years later and uh you know we've gone through i think uh three minor design changes to, you know, one major series change last year. And, you know, but we've always held true to that, you know, that simple design, small chimney, big cylinder, leave the door open so you can sit by the fire and keep warm and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's sort of where we've come from. You know, we, um, I think the, the folks really enjoyed it for the first couple of years. It was, uh, only ever supposed to be a bit of petrol money for them to get around the countryside so they could extend their retirement. But uh, I came in about uh, three years after they started and sort of helped with the uh, production and getting our quality up to sort of where it is today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so spent a, a lot of years in and out of factories and in caravan and camping shows and stuff like that, talking to customers and, and sort of getting it to uh, where we are now. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I was I was going to ask about that actually. Like, what what is the prototype um, phase like? Like, what 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 sort of procedures do you go through when you've when you've got an idea, you've got a design, and then you've got to go through all the prototypes? Uh, a lot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, a great answer. I love that fire. answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I think there's a lot of talk and a lot of drinking and a lot of concepts get thrown around first. And, um, um, and then, you know, you get in there and you build them and you try and break them and you, Oh no, that doesn't work. And you know, yeah, this is a good concept, but now we need to redesign that. It, it doesn't work. And we're doing that currently with a, a couple of new things that we've got going. And, you know, I sort of tell everyone minimum two year cycle. If you're talking mass production, by the time you've finished playing with the design, first coming up with the concept, then building it, breaking it, rebuilding it four or five times, and then trying to get it into a mass production. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good two year sort of cycle. So the the smoker you can see on there, we launched March last year, and uh, yeah we came up with the concept of that about two, two and a half years ago in WA after caravan and camping show, sitting around uh, in the backyard of a good mate Ian's house in WA, uh, having a few beers, talking about low and slow and uh, you know, how big and, and how cool it is. And, you know, um, you know, just our thoughts on, you know, what we could do and, and where we could, we could take it with our, with our little product. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we were lucky enough to get, um, the guys from Jagged involved and, uh, Glenn just, uh, took off with the concept and, uh, 
I think it was only a couple of months later, um, he built us a concept out of a pressure tank that he had uh, laying around in his shed. He's a genius with a cutting disc and a welder. <laughs> there, there's he nothing is. that guy can't do. <laughs> he is, mate. No, really good. Yeah. So let's let's back it up just a little bit. So you've just been talking about being at the uh, caravan and camping show in WA and your parents kicking things off in, in 04. What was the development process like? Like what, what are sort of the significant milestones that you've hit along the way between, between 04 and say 2019? Uh, okay. So it was 06 that we launched it at the Gimpy Muster. Sorry, um, sorry. I wrote that down wrong. Yeah. So mate, uh, so many, so many so many trials and sales and, you know, initially we were just sold through caravan and camping shows. So it was us doing trade shows. We had agents that work for us doing trade shows as well. Um, so a lot of hours, a lot of miles um, covered just getting out there and showing people what the product is. Mm. Um, we were, you know, really lucky. We just came up in that era of the caravan and camping show getting quite large. So a lot of people came through and, you know, we're spending the time with us while we were out there educating, demonstrating, we cook on our product all day long. Um, say the same spiel a thousand times over <laughs> during a day. So, you know, that's, um, that was us at the start. Um, and then, yeah, we, we sort of then sort of look back inwards on the company and where we wanted to take it. And really started, you know, building the quality um, and trying to achieve better in the product uh, and delivering a, a, a more quality product. <clears throat> that took me, I know, two and a half years and three different factories to go through. So uh, that was uh, a big part of my life. I think I was um, away two weeks out of every six weeks while we were getting those off the ground and redeveloping. Wow. So that's a lot of yeah, time away from home. It is a long time away from home with a couple of young, with a young child at the time. And, you know, it was, uh, my wife did a really good job by herself and, um, yeah, it, stressful, but rewarding times. You know what I mean? We, we worked hard. Uh, we're really happy or I'm really happy with the quality that we're getting now. Um, and it's something that we strive for. Uh, you know, trying to get it right. And when you're trying to produce in mass quantity, trying to get that 99% quality right, uh, it's not an easy thing. But, uh, you know, we're getting there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it, it's something that we, you know, we really focused on that. And then after that, once you built the product right, then you can take it back to market and and, and go after the retail side of things. So. Once we did that, we employed a marketing agency to brand us uh, and help us with the branding. Uh, if anyone knows us and would have seen us years ago, we would have been in a, a green and pink box. So, yeah, it didn't sit really well on the shelf. Ouch. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the marketing agency uh, helped us a long way, you know what I mean? And you know, always believed in you know, investing in people that uh, do their job properly. Uh, and can help you along. I'm a boilermaker by trade. I know how to make stuff out of steel. Um, marketing is a whole new uh, world to me, but something that I've been learning over the last, you know, 10 years. 
uh, working, working with professionals. So it's a big part of business and something that we're looking to uh, bring in house now, finally. Oh, sure. that's interesting. Yeah, I, I did see a job advert that you had out there just a few weeks ago. How'd you go with that? Yeah, it's still in the hunt now. We, we're getting a bit more serious about it. So it's out on Seek and uh, now. So put it out to the broader community and, uh, and see how we go. Um, like anyone, you know, post-COVID and, or really post-bushfires, it's a whole new world for us. So restructure, relook at how we do things and, um, you know, try and do it a little bit smarter and um, give the customers what they're looking for, content and, you know, recipes and, and all that. That's where we're sort of trying to the focus in the, the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I just want to loop back to something that you said earlier. You said that you, um, that you, were, you built them and then you went about breaking them. So I'm, I'm just curious to know what kind of stress testing you've done on it because I'm sure there's got to be some good stories here. Uh, mate, yeah, uh, I'm a big man and I can jump on it and stand on it. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had some interesting nights and um, – like I was saying before, uh, plenty of beers and, and, and thoughts about, uh, you know, weak points and, and, and how we can do it better. Um, you know, the biggest thing with us is just the torture test. Like we're talking 600, 600 plus degrees, eight hours at a time. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So they've got to be able to withstand it. And then it's hot, cold, hot, cold. Like people leave these things out in the rain. Uh, you know, fire in them half time, going red. Um, so they've got to be able to withstand that, you know. So a lot of that, uh, a lot of people looking at me crazy while I'm trying to kick it over and uh, and trying to break things in factories going, no, 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 I think we can do this a different way now. Uh, look at this and, and, and let's, you know, and that's what it's all about, you know, product, um, you know, trying to find what's wrong with it and, and make it better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we do, <laughs> mate. I love that you're going to those lengths before you're taking it to market. That's so awesome. Yeah, well, I think you got it. You know what I mean? Like, um, we got uh, we got a distribution base of about 400 stores around Australia. So, if you don't wow. do it right, it 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 can be a very hard task trying to rectify it. Um, yeah, and you're going to hear about it real quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, our customers let us know we've got a, a really good little community, that Ozpig Lovers group. And, you know, if we're doing something wrong, they let us know for sure. You know, we, you know, we have copped a lot of flack in the, in the past, but, you know, this is where we learn and, and this is where we get better. And, you know, this is how we've developed uh, into the, the brand that we are today. We, um, every couple of years, we try and, do a bit of a, a survey and uh, find out what the consumers are looking for. And um, that's w- sort of what led us to, you know, branching out into the, the low and slow and, and making an oven smoker, uh, that bigger version and the smaller version, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, branching out into, you know, that, that what you would call um, more big box store rather than, you know, where we have traditionally been through the independent retailers all around Australia. It was, or from customer feedback, you know, telling us what they wanted and uh, where they wanted to get it from, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've mentioned that you're part of the of 400 different stores there. That's a huge achievement. What are what are some of the achievements yeah. that you've hit over the years? Um, 
Oh, it's been a while now. I know. I know. Uh, back in the start, we thought international uh, was a was a big thing, and you know that's been really cool, but uh, really stressful as well uh, when you're trying to communicate and understand a, a consumer that's on the other side of the planet. Uh, yeah, it becomes quite difficult, and uh, you know you learn with time that uh, the only way to do it is to get over there and have a beer with them and, and figure out what they want and, uh, and how they do things. So it's, um, it's not an easy venture. Um, I know uh, Japan of all things has been a, a real surprising market for us. Japan. They, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it really blew me away uh, when I first thought about it, but uh, yeah, they love cooking over charcoal and fire. It's a big part of their, um, their culture uh, and how they go about it. And camping is quite large over there. So it really took us by surprise and you know, we're really happy with how it's sticking over there. Um, New Zealand's great. And then, um, you know, Europe, we've uh, been there and done it a couple of times. Hasn't quite worked, but um, we're going again. Uh, early next year, we'll be launching over there ourselves rather than distribution model and, you know, doing it ourselves, doing the hard work. Hopefully we can manage it from here. <laughs> With COVID, we've got to. Uh, can't get over there. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, those are the biggest, you know, um, for us it's uh, the small things, you know, I mean, that Facebook community, I think it growing it is one of our highlights. We love seeing what people are getting in there and doing. People are building like sheds and bars dedicated around their Ospig. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a great kicker for us. You know, people are really getting in there and using it. And, um, you know, we've got some really great people on board that work with us and good friends. Um, anyone that knows our brand knows Brad Lum, uh, was a customer, great friend, does so much for our brand, and he's what we call the master pigentologist. <laughs> <laughs> master pigentologist. <laughs> yeah. So that's a couple of beers too. Uh, that's our version of a pit master, and um, yeah, he I build them, and he cooks on top of them, and he does a, a great job, and. Uh, really helps us, you know, spread the word of, of what we do. And, you know, uh, like I was saying before, you, you can't do it all by yourself and, you know, you've got to have good people around you. And uh, we've been lucky to, you know, have that. So, uh, yeah, there are a couple of the real good achievements, I think. Uh, we've sort of ticked over the last few years. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. So, alrighty, now in this section here, let's um, let's have a bit of a chat about this new line of products that you've been talking about. You've mentioned that there's the big pig. We've talked about the smoker. There's so many other things um, that that you can attach to an Oz pig. So, tell me about the about the new line of products. Yeah. So, okay, we've covered the the smoker then. So the big thing for us was we saw a real shift in our consumers um, and noticed that a lot of people were either 
really off grid or at home using them all the time. And it was really about, uh, you know, getting in touch with them and, and finding out, you know, how can we refine our product to, you know, give them a better product offering and suit their needs basically. Um, so we'll start with the first one, which was the, the smaller version, the traveler. So it was more about getting back to basics. So stripping it down to its bare necessities, a bit lighter, more compact, pardon me, larger cooking surface for people. So that's sort of where we went down that, uh, that traveler design. So, um, we were lucky to partnership, uh, with BCF for that one. And, um, they've got that exclusive around Australia and, uh, are doing a really good job for us. Um, so like I was saying, it, it's a bit more basic. It, it doesn't have the, um, what we'd say the cooking options for the top, like smokers and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, it's more about, uh, just getting out there and doing it and, and having a good fire and good heating. Uh, it's, it's more of a, a hybrid stove so you can take the top off and, and really kick it into it and have a big fire leaping out the top of it if you want to. Um, or you can close the lid, leave the door open and tuck it underneath your awning and, and keep your space warm uh, while you're out there camping. Um, so that's the, the traveler range. And then we've got the big pig. So big pig, something that I've been playing with for, I don't know, three or four years now. Wow. We go to the Gimpy Master every year and there's about, I don't know, 20, 25 adults and as many children that we take with us. And, you know, we have 10 days up there just having a blast. Uh, you know, we got to do a bit of work up there as well. But, uh, you know, it's our birthday every year, so we're celebrating every year. So um, so that's really yeah. working in inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen us up there, you'll, you'll see the, the work that we get up to. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good fun. <laughs> it's a lot of good fun. A lot of sore heads the next day anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the big pig was designed because we take up uh, quite a large marquee. I think it's like a, an 8 by 10, one of those old um, circus-style marquees with two poles in the middle. And um, cooking for that large a tribe and trying to keep everyone warm off the Oz pig can be a little bit difficult. So we were putting two side by side and a big plate over the top originally. And, you know, me being me, we can do this a bit differently. Uh, let's have a go. And um, off I went to cutting and shutting, putting pig bodies together and no, that didn't work. And we'll get this tank out and give that a go. And, you know, it was only ever supposed to be just something for the muster for us to take up. And, you know, again, friends, family getting around and going, you know what, you could be onto something here. And, uh, you know, with the feedback that we got from the community, we went, well, maybe it is. And, um, yeah, you know, four years later, we've got it here out to market and really stoked. It's through our majority, through our independent uh, group. And we've got some real good supporters of that. Um, now, independent guys have really got behind us and, and are really pushing that line. And, you know, I think the consumers are in there loving it just as much as we are now. So, you know, now it's like anything. We're, we're not the biggest company in the world, so we just got to slowly bring it out. So we brought out the big pig and, and a couple of accessories. And, you know, we'll just continually bring out accessories um, 
every six, 12 months to keep adding to that line. And, you know, I think the big one that we've got coming now is uh, rotisserie for it and uh, the briquette basket. Um, so really looking forward to uh, seeing that out there. I think there's a, a bit of a demand for everyone to get that rotisserie out on top that there's nothing better than good rotisserie meat over top of the fire. So yeah, looking forward to, uh, to getting that out, out into people. And, and then the smoker, of course, it's, um, it's, uh, it's been fantastic for us. Um, it's what we call an oven smoker and, and Glenn from Jay nailed it right on the spot for our consumer. Our consumers after versatility, we're not, uh, you know, that, standard offsets or, or vertical or anything like that. Our product is all about versatility. So you got a wood fired stove that you can just sit and kick around and enjoy the fire if you want to, or, you know, you can accessorize it and add char grills, rotisseries, whatever. Then we, when we got to the oven smoker with the design, we can go from low and slow all the way up to, you know, wood fired pizza, uh, cooking temps. So, Really good with the versatility, really good for our consumers. Um, they can do a little bit of everything on it, which is something that we love. Yeah, I think it's a it's a real toss-up for me as to what my favorite accessory is between the um, rotisserie and the smoker unit. I mean, the I, I, I know that you saw the video, but the uh, the smoke ring that I got on those beef ribs that I did um, on, on video there just a few months ago, that was yeah. phenomenal. And it's... Yeah. It, it's a really fun unit to play with because you can build it up with wood and you can have this roaring great fire or you can put just charcoal down in the belly of it and just have it nice and low and slow. And it's just, as you said, it's just, it's so versatile with the different types of cooking that, that you can do on it, which just makes it so much fun because there's so much different <laughs> stuff that you could do on it. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? Like we enjoy, but all styles of cooking, you know what I mean? So Rotisserie's char grill, like I was saying, being in Japan, Japanese barbecue, that's really cool. That's fun to do. But yeah, uh, now into the low and slow, uh, pizzas as well. And getting the rotisserie's rump cut, one of my favorites now. Um, yeah, so yeah, versatility, you know, it's cornerstone to our product, always has been. Um, we're not, um, like we said, we're not a dedicated one product we like to be able to do a bit of everything uh coming from that uh uh food background you know you got to do a little bit of everything and um yeah that's what that's what it's all about at the end of the day yeah well what one of the things that i most appreciated with the with the smoker attachment was the little hanging rail in the top so one of the most delicious things i've ever done i um i took just a regular leg of lamb and I covered it in some in, in some butcher's axe lamb rub, and then I hung it from the inside of that uh, of that smoker attachment. And man, that was yeah. just so good because nice. it was it was genuine wood fired with all the lamb juices dripping down onto the onto the burning wood, and it mate, it was just flavor central, flavor central. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, um, yeah. Funny enough, talking about that hanging, I do uh, chasu pork, and Ooh, uh, nice. <laughs> That comes up a treat. Uh, yeah, our kids love it. I'm a fan of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. You know, I mean, like uh, being the consumer base that we have, um, you know, smoking for a lot of our consumers is um, is new. Um, 
So it gives them an easy way to, to get into the, the low and slow, and, but also that they're not just buying that dedicated product. They, they can do a little bit of everything with it uh, when it comes down to it. So I think it helps the blokes get the wife over the line as well. Well, one of the big things that my wife likes about it is that we can build the chimney nice and high. Yeah. So you can so you can sit down nice and low and you can be in front of the fire there and you can be warm and toasty, but the smoke's yeah. not blowing in, in your face while you're at the campsite. It's you can set that chimney up nice and high and have it go up above and behind you. Yeah, that's uh the that offset chimney kit has uh has been really good for us. Uh just the ability to tuck it, like you said, underneath an awning, patio. Uh, under your camper awning is really good when you're mm. away, especially when you get that bad weather. But like you were saying, all the smoke's going to blow away at the top. Leave that door open and kick out the heat at the front there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Really good. Now, you mentioned earlier, you mentioned um, uh, getting into BCF. Can you tell us how that came about? Because that's, that's a really big deal, getting into a, like a nationwide chain like that. Yeah, it's um, it. Yeah, it, it's something that we didn't think we were ever going to do. And uh, like I tell everyone now, it's you know you can't really any out. Uh, the market sort of dictates, and the consumer dictates to where they want to buy your product and, and where it needs to go at the end of the day. And you know we've always been uh, always been about supporting your local we've always built our business around independent camping shops. So um, we have like 150 to about 180 independent camping shops around Australia that have been supporting us wow. for a very long time. You know what I mean? And and these are the backbone of the community. They're supporting their locals. They're employing locals. Money stays in local communities and stuff like that. So that's always been a big part of what we are because we are a family business at the end of the day. Um, but you know what I mean? It, it, it all comes down to, you know, these big stores as well. They employ a lot of local people. Uh, they're looking after locals as well. So, you know, trying to keep that focus as well and uh, making sure we still support the people that have supported us for a long time. And yeah, we get a, a real kick out of, um, you know, still talking with some of the people that have been with us for 14, 13, 14 years. Now, our first ever retailer was um, Achuka Disposals down in the Murray. Uh, Tim down there, they're, they're still a retailer of ours, you know, wow. and they're still doing strong. Um, you know, I, I still remember when we first took on, um, you know, Tentwell being one of our larger stores and they were – I don't know, six or seven years ago, if not more. And, you know, they've been really good, really, really good to us and been looking at that. But, you know, shout outs to just about all of our retailers. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got to invest into our product and stick it on the ground. And, you know, they supported us through thick and thin. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, went out of their way to help us over the, you know, bushfire uh, season which, um, you know, really took a toll on our business. Uh, but, yeah, we had some real good support from some retailers, you know, pitching in and, and, and taking a bit of stock and, and helping us uh, through that um, time, <clears throat> which was um, really great, uh, really helped us get through that uh, 
that uh, that difficult uh, part. Yeah, I'd imagine that um, that that bushfire season we had at the end of last year that would have just been pretty brutal for you because the last thing anyone's thinking about is going outside and lighting fires. So, like, how how do you how do you manage that? Like, what sort of what sort of emergency measures do you put in place? Yeah, it um, we you know we go through it like every year or every second year. There's normally you know bushfires. <laughs> this is Australia. And, <laughs> yeah, so you know we've been through it before, and you know we'll go through it again and. We normally weather the storm okay, but um, yeah, everyone's seen the devastation that took place. Um, there was no room for fire at all. So um, yeah, <laughs> we had to take it on the chin and wear it, and and um, yeah, it, it sort of uh, humbled us a little bit. And, and unfortunately, we had to um, you know shrink down in size and get back to the basics. So the it's me and the wife getting in there. Uh, you know, doing all the hard yards at the moment. So, um, you know, these are things you got to go through in business. You know, you get the ups with the downs. It's not all smooth sailing, you know. Uh, we were unfortunate enough to go through uh, a loss of a factory um, oh, about eight months before that. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> We were out of stock for six months because we had no factory. Uh, we lost all our tooling. So we had to go back and retool and find a new factory. And oh yeah, God. so yeah, been through some lows and, but been through some highs. And um, like I said, it, it's just a roller coaster. You just got to jump in, grab on and, and roll <laughs> basically and, and, uh, and do your best. You know what I mean? As long as you're out there doing the right thing for the customer, building the right product and, uh, you know, keeping that, in the center of your business, you know, I think you, you'll always be right at the end of the day. Yeah. What, what really stood out to me just then in, in what you just told us was that when, when the, uh, when the poo hit the fan, it came back to family and yeah. family was how you got through it. Oh, mate, it, that's who we are. That's what we're about. And, you know, like we say, it was unfortunate to, uh, we had to lose a couple of staff, but, um, you know, we, we had to, uh, come down to our family and making sure we can provide for our girls. And, uh, you know, we've got a larger family as well that, that pitch in and help us. And, and when that comes to friends as well, and, you know, we've had a, a lot of hands <laughs> help us over the, over the last, uh, eight or nine months. And, you know, we wouldn't be here without it. So, uh, big thank you to all that crew. They know who they are and really appreciate uh, all the help. But yeah, mate, if you're not doing it for family, you know, what, what are you doing it for? <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, you don't get rich making barbecue. You know, it's uh, it's it's for the work. It's for the lifestyle that we lead. And hopefully something for our kids at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what it's all about for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us about what you've got lined up for the future of the Ozpig. Oh, <laughs> Couple of quiet years would be nice, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I I think that we're we're trying to do things a little bit different different now. And like I was saying before, we're trying to uh, create more content and a um, uh, bit more user friendly for the consumer. You know, how tos and recipes and uh, and all that. So that's sort of um, where we're trying to focus 
in the next 12 months. Um, a couple of things internationally, like we're kind of saying we're going to do Europe again. The guys over there have been really patient with us. We haven't had a distributor over there in like 18 plus months. And we've got people over there screaming for smokers and ex- accessories and, and stuff like that. So, you know, we really got to try and look after those customers and, and get back over there and get some product over there for them. So, you know, tick those couple of boxes and, you know, see how this uh, COVID wave goes. You know, it's um, future is still uncertain. It's been good, you know, for us the last couple of months. But, you know, you just, you never know what's going to happen in the future at the present moment. So take it day by day, always making and playing with new products. So you'll see new accessories coming out here and there. And there's a couple of big products that I'd love to do, but uh, I think we might just have to give them a bit of time <laughs> at the moment and, and just get through what we've uh, what we've got. You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd, Ben Arnott. All righties, now, so that brings us to our segment three of, of, of our interview tonight, Anthony. And uh, you have said that you're going to give us a bit of a bit of a run through of the ultimate camp dinner. Now, I'm 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 a camper myself. We um we have run out and bought ourselves a four wheel drive, and we've got our Oz Pig now. And we've got our tents and our inflatable mattresses and all that sort of stuff. Tell us, what do we need for the ultimate camp dinner? Okay, so I thought about this a bit, and. Um Rack me brain. I'm like, what is, we've been doing this for years. I've got to know what this is for sure. And uh, I think it came down to me and it is going to be corny as hell, but marshmallows, the kids, keep them kids happy. <laughs> Does that count as a dinner though? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As long as it keeps them happy, we're good. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Like I gotta get to it when it comes to camp cooking. It's about that time off and and relaxing and spending time with family and friends and, and whoever you're with, you know what I mean? So don't go overcomplicating it. We've been there and done that. We come to our musters. You can see that we do that way too much. And you just spend all the time cooking and it could just become a bit of a nightmare. So uh, what I say is shop local. So go out there, find that butcher, that baker, small goods maker, if you can find them, I'm saying. And, uh, you know, support those local places that you're going to. And some of the produce that you come across can be fantastic. Um, so bust out that rotisserie over the top of the fire, lump of protein, smoker out, low and so, at least when you're camping, you've got eight hours where you can sit around and drink beer and, and not have to do anything. So, um, yeah, that's for me. Go local. Um, grab that big bit of protein. Throw on a rotisserie, throw on a smoker. Side dishes for me has to be corn on the cob, garlic, butter, salt, in alfoil on the coals. For sure a winner. Same with the potatoes in there. And then, yeah, sit back and relax with the family. For me, that's what it's it's all about, basically. Yeah, well, that is one of the big advantages of the Ozpig, isn't it? Because you can cook the meat on top and then you can throw that corn on the cob. You can throw that potato straight in through the front door, straight onto the coals. Yeah. For sure. You know, you can throw a camp oven on there. We Normally we've got a side plate that sits out and you can throw the camp oven on the side plate and do it. I love those side plates. stew, man. Like, you can do anything, you know, and, and, and that's what I, I wanted to bring. Like, this session is, you know, what – 
what's home and what's comfort for you, you do that while you're camping, but don't overcomplicate it. Bring it back to the basics and spend some quality time with the people you're around because, man, life's way too busy. <laughs> you don't need to be complicating it too much. Just enjoy that downtime that, that you got, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm I'm going to throw you kind of a curveball here. So one of the ways that, that that my family likes to get out, we like to go out to four wheel drive parks. So we like to spend most of the day going out around the four wheel drive tracks and trying not to uh, damage our truck as much as possible because I do have to drive it to work again on Monday morning. But Put um, that sticker that goes on the dash, don't damage it. You got to drive it home, stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got them everywhere, like just all over my truck. And uh, so what we're looking for is we're looking for meal ideas that are quick and fast and simple, but are still super delicious. Yeah. Mate, I think it gets back to me, you know, meat and veg, you know what I mean? Like I was saying, get that, get that local producer and go out there and find that. that that's for our family. That's what we get a bit of a kick about and go out there and, you know, on your way out there, or, you know, as you go and pass, try and kick in there and, and, you know, find that. And, you know, you set yourself a menu and stuff like that. Sometimes you set yourself up for failure. Uh, we've learned this the, the hard way many, many, many times. Um, you know, simple is normally the best. You can't beat anything cooked over fire. Put that char grill on top, chicken, pork, steak, fish, whatever you want to, flame, there's your flavour, there's salt and pepper, way you roll. Yeah, I think my favourite thing is a, is a whole chicken on the on the rotisserie. Yeah. yeah it takes, well, what, about, about an hour or so, depending on how hot you got the fire and just fire. And so good. That's the biggest thing. When you're cooking over live fire, it can be an hour today, it can be an hour and a half tomorrow. Uh, you know, how many beers you had that's an effect on it as well. And, um, yeah, like we've been doing a lot of, uh, rump cap lately. I'm a oh, big fan, big, big fan. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's one of mine, but you know, it does take a little bit longer. You know, it's not something that you're going to whip up in you know, 20, 30 minutes or, or whatever. Um, but you know, sometimes we, we like those down days when we're out and we're just doing nothing. Just relaxing with the family, throwing a ball, sitting by the fire, beer, chit chat, play cards, all that sort of stuff. So that's when the rotisserie comes out or the smoker comes or out. The, or the low and slow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we get it. And the best thing with the smoker, she'll fit in a, a nine kilo gas bottle holder. So if you've got a camper, one gas bottle goes out and it can clamp in and the pig sits into a, a milk crate. So it's not hard to take away with you. So it's nice and portable yeah. for you. So, yeah, that's when you crack out that, that low and so beef ribs. Oh, man, so much. But, you know, like I was saying, I, I'm no expert at it, no pit master. Uh, uh, I'm a boiler maker by trade. I love eating, as you can see. <laughs> I'm a big man. Uh, I do like my food. Uh, I do have a tendency of burning stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after having a few too many beers, you know. I, go, I go think we've all done up. that. Yeah, practice. Uh, it's all about practice for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I I do have a bit of a uh, bit of a sweet tooth. So, what uh, what do you recommend for desserts on the Ospig? Oh, yeah. 
Like we were saying before, marshmallows for the kids. S'mores. My kids are right into the s'mores. They love them. Um, Sample. Uh, The wife does uh, um, a real good apple crumble in the camp oven. You know, you can't go past that. I love a good apple crumble. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like like I was saying, we, we don't have no set menu. It's all about what we got, you know. When we're out there, you know, just some cool things pop up. You're like, oh, sweet. Got good produce. Find that recipe. Dr. Google, it's everywhere now. And, you know, you're only two seconds away from finding a wicked recipe. And Facebook, hey, what's going on out there? And, you know, you know, what's the best way of using this? You know, so uh, that's what we're about. Get out there, try something new all the time. It's, it's always fun. Just send a quick message to uh, to Brad Lum or Dean Monk. Hey, I've got oh, I've yeah. got I've got apples, flour, <laughs> oats, and sugar. What can I do? <laughs> oh, those boys, um, yeah, some of the things they do, and uh, like I was saying, Brad, uh, for years, for years has been just kicking out some phenomenal stuff on on our speaking. I still remember it to this day. He did a. Um, I think it was uh, chicken thighs wrapped in bacon on the rotisserie. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, in a barbecue sauce and uh, posted it on Facebook. And we sat there with utter disbelief as it just blew up. It just went crazy. I think he had 250,000 views or something like crazy amount wow. of shares. And that was in the space of like a week. It, it was gnarly and, you know, out of just something that he cooked on the weekend and for his family, he's got a a big family and he cooks for all of them on the pig and, and he loves it. And he's just like us. It's all about family, all about spending time with his kids and just having good food and having a few beers and spending time with people that you love, you know. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, look, man, that's probably about a good time in our, in our uh, episode here for me to hand the studio over to you. So feel free to give some shout outs, give some thanks, give some praise to people that you feel deserve it. And also tell us where we can track Ozpig down on the internet. Right. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a long list. A couple of big, big shout outs to the guys at Jagged for helping us with the, the, the smoker and getting that off the ground. That was um, fantastic. If these guys are in the market for a great, that you go over and see those guys, their products are, Beautiful, all built in WA. They do a fantastic job. Oh, where do we go? Brad Lum, who's been out there in the trenches with us for like best part of a decade, cooking and, and you know, just really helping us get our, our message out there. Good friend, Ian. He's been there for many a, a cold brew and a many a brainstorming session for new products and, you know, it, it, my wife, can't forget her. She's uh, gone through uh, so much with me being away and, and, you know, getting to the business to where we are. Family, my mother and father that came before us and, and, and gave us this uh, this great legacy that they've passed on, you know, missed them a lot and uh, they did a great job. And then, of course, our retailers that support us, you know, from big to small, they all count and, and, you know, we couldn't be thankful enough for, for the support we've got here locally, internationally as well. And, um, yeah, uh, it all comes down to the consumer. People liking the product. 
people like it. So it's working there. And you know, that's the, the best, uh, best thing you can have as a business owner when people enjoy it just as much as you do and just the same way as you do too out there eating good food, relaxing by the fire, you know, having a beer and enjoying it. So, you know, big shout outs to all our consumers, man. Love you all. You do a great job and thank you very much for supporting us. And, um, yeah, you want to find us, jump on the web, Ozpig, you know, Google, you'll find us, uh, find us in a lot of retailers around Australia. So jump in, support your locals, man. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Man, I love that this uh, that this Ozpig story just keeps circling back to that. Support the locals, support the locals, support the locals. And they're, they're the ones that have supported us for 14 years. So that's what it's all about, you know. We're, we don't just do it ourselves, you know, and there's a, a lot of people that uh, get in there and help us and, and help us build it to, to where we are now. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, look, man, I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming into the confessional tonight and telling us all the Ozpig story. Um, look, I'd, I'd, I'm not even going to, like, try and, you know, blow smoke up your... Um, but the Ozpig, I, got it, I swear to God, it's my, fa- it's my most fun unit to use. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We have an absolute ball. So th- thank you very much for coming on board and, and thank you for sharing the story. Thanks for having me, mate. So there you have it, family. That was Anthony from Ozpig. How good was that? Now, I was very serious when I said that the Ozpig is my most fun unit to use. If I've got time up my sleeve, I'm having people around, I want to sit around the fire, I want to cook at the same time. It's an absolute ripper of a unit. You should definitely check it out. And uh, it was really interesting to to uh, to hear the story about how they've grown and how it's been all about their their local networks, which has been their their secret to success. That's uh that was a real highlight for me. So I just want to quickly uh, round out by thanking our sponsor, Meet and Fire Media Services. If you're looking to build your brand through strategic social media, do head on over to their website, meetandfiremediaservices.com. Check out the course. Use the code word podcast, hundred dollars off and get all that sorted. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, please make sure you give us a like and a subscribe and hit that little notification bell. If you are watching through Facebook, give us a like and a uh, share. If you're watching on IGTV, give us a little heart and a follow. And if you're listening on a podcast app, make sure you uh, give us a rating and review, particularly if you're listening on an Apple device or you uh, iPad users, you iPhone users, make sure you jump in there, give us a five-star rating and review because they go a long way to helping our robot overlords push the Smoking Hot Confessions show out to more listeners and uh, and we get to uh, build the Smoking Hot Confessions family as well. And as we just learned from Anthony, it is all about promoting the locals and sharing the local love as well. So that's about all the time we have for tonight's episode. So once again, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.